previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Blue Woodruff has a tender perineum. Okay, I've made a small error. There he is, there's our guy. <coughs> Did I cough up anything useful? No, Charlie Dimmick is hungry. I reckon we let her come. And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse chums come together, solve an escape room of the ears, and then bugger off to the pub for a drink. I'm Mike, and having recently done a DNA test, I've discovered that I'm descended from the word quelch. And joining me this evening, we have... (laughs) Hello, I'm Jamie, the man of a thousand faces. You might think that reputation has been known because I do impressions, whereas in fact I have a very extensive collection of gimp masks in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I do parties, birthdays and bar mitzvahs. Check out my website slash OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, um, my name is James. My my, uh, intro is much shorter than that in the sense that I just wanted to let you know that I invented the ice cream scoop. Hmm. Nice. That's a fantastic claim to fame. Thank was that an you. intentional invention? Uh, no, not at all. No, it was a, it, I mean, it's a, it was a hand-cupping thing that then evolved, really, I suppose. <laughs> 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 separate, separate podcast, I think. It's, it's, it's a design it's a process. Thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nick, and I have an artificial nose. How do you smell? smell? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you can't, you can't not when you get the the setups. I I just thought I'd give you one. (laughs) (laughs) Is it made of of fleshiness, or is it like a ceramic deal? What's where you going? Blue tack. Oh, useful. You can, yeah. Well, the thing is, you can fix anything with blue tack. And it also means that if I ever need blue tack, I can just hoik my nose off, stick something up, put my nose back, reshape it a little bit. Jobs are good. I enjoyed the phrase, is it made of fleshiness? <laughs> As you can see, I am the height of intellectualism. And no, I know all the best words. <laughs> I think that's a medical term, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's more blue tackiness than fleshiness. <laughs> And Nick should know, because Nick is a professor. We met um, at the Playful Learning Conference. Again, we've met before, but we met again at the Playful Learning Conference. And I met James uh, as well last week, which was a laugh and a half. So they're coming in with some incredible, incredible educational, academic mega chops on them. So I've actually, I've amped up the difficulty massively for this one. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I mean, you you obviously don't know how me and Nick normally tackle escape rooms um, and things of that nature, really, because it's normally just Nick doing everything. I dress up. Well, you li- oh, you're in the Jamie camp. Yeah. Oh, a hat. We are, we are kindred spirits, <laughs> yeah. James. This is good. We'll be fine. Amazing. Well, what, what you haven't noticed, James, is that what happens is that we go around with two very clever people, and I stand around kind of managing them and going, here's an idea that you've already had, and looking like I know what I'm doing, and they're actually solving it all. It's kind of how I work as well. I was going to say, this, this sounds terribly familiar. <laughs> so, so what I'm getting is that between the three of us, we're doomed. Pretty much. But fantastically so. And we, there's only hats. James can wear them. That's true. Oh, well, yeah. There'll be a fight. I'll... Well, <laughs> no spoilers, but you won't be disappointed. Oh. So here's how the show works. One of us, and this week it is me, uh, will present part of the Infinite Escape Room, a Mobius curve of puzzles, scenarios and possibilities seamlessly linking to one another in an endless escape experience adventure. 
The others, that is James, Nick and Jamie, will try and solve it. And if they cannot, then dire, smelly, felchy consequences await them. It's thirsty work escape rumouring though. So after each one, we take a step halfway off of infinity to the pubiverse and we find a cosy boozer for a pint, a debrief and a chat. And this week's episode is brought to you by Dr. Bungus Marule's Big Brown Stools. Do you find yourself finishing a hard day with a massive pain in your lower back? Why not slip out one of Dr. Marule's patented ergonomic stools and drop it between your feet? Go to bigbrownstools.com and use the code InfiniteEscape to get a free stool sample today. <laughs> Dr. Marule's stools. Great for your feet, great for your butt. And this episode is also brought to you by our wonderful, fabulous, generous patrons. And in this particular, and this week, I particularly like to thank Dave Shaw, Jen McPhillamy, and Geneva Kaplan, Jade Shaw, um, Dave LeCompte, and Laura Vance. Thank you so very, very much. You are the wind in our sails, the remaining hair on my head, both of them, that one knee that can always be relied on to bend without making any fuss. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you. If you'd like to join their ranks for as little as a pound a month, you can do so over at theinfiniteescaperoom.com slash patron or the other way around. Um, yeah, that URL should have been the other way around. But that, uh, you get early access to episodes, bonus material, uh, unedited episodes when they're publishable, uh, and more. <laughs> anyway, that's the sponsors and the premise. Are you ready, folks? Let's do yes. this. Be more ready. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room, you failed to escape Charlie Dimmock's unknowably navigable garden and were locked in an old rotten shed with a variety of mutated, carnivorous plants. As the door is locked behind you, they turn and they lunge. You all jump back to avoid the frondsome jaws of the nearest plants and fall backwards through a table of flower pots. Nick, your flailing arm brings down a shelf of strange liquid that splashes over all of your heads, and James, you crash through a barrel of ground stakes. As the three of you collapse into this pile of detritus, an absolutely massive set of leafy jaws, Little Shop of Horrors style open up above you and descend, closing on you and swallowing you all in one big plant-based gulp. Oh, no. You slide... <laughs> you slide down its gullet, but rather than ending up within a flower pot or a root system... You find yourself sliding backwards, 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 and then into blackness. You awake in the self-same shed to find it devoid of plants, and instead looking rather fresh and new. You go for the door, only to have it open in front of you, to confront a wizened little man in green denims, under an oversized cap and holding a much-abused rifle. He startles at the sight of you and raises the shaking gun. Goodness, blathering Nora, it's Fritz! He slams the door in your face and you hear several locks turn from outside. Gosh, Jiminy Crikers, lads, it's the bloody Huns! The invasion started, they've parachuted in and they're trying to seize the command shed! The face reappears at the grimy window. Would you like to protest your innocence? Yeah, oh. Yes. No, not German. Welsh. Hello. <laughs> Friendly. <laughs> Crumbles, Jiminy Tupits. You flipping rascals must think I was born yesterday. Look at the lot of you. Stay in there. The rest of the platoon will be here in 40 minutes, and then we'll have enough bullets for the whole lot of you. Ballyho! Oh, no. The face disappears, and you are alone. Oh, dear. You appear to have travelled back in time yet again. And this time, you've come up against Britain's finest hours, finest, the Home Guard. 
looking at one another, you can see that your earlier fracas in the shed uh, has somehow ended up with all of you with flower pots stuck to your head with super glue. And those flower pots have each in turn got a ground stake sticking out of them from the top. In the dim light, and before the invention of NHS prescription glasses, they do rather resemble the spike-topped helmets of comic book German soldiers. <laughs> it sounds like you have 40 minutes to divest your domes of paratrooper paraphernalia before the local lads reopen the shed and give you some armed civilian militia justice. Your time starts now. What would you like to do? I can't believe we've ended up in this situation again, Nick. <laughs> Every <laughs> Friday night. Yeah. Do we have any telephones with us, like mobile phones? Have they come back in time with us? Uh, yeah, your mobiles have actually come back in time. Can we get a selfie then, please? I reckon we all look yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you, you all look... Oh, yeah, that'll be a good episode. Oh, yeah, that's going into the album. I'll just Photoshop little German helmets onto your... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we uh, take a little look around the room and get our bearings to see where's what's where? Sure. So you're in a small wooden command shed, uh, and there's not a lot here. You have a uh, table upon which stands a radio. There's a notice board, and hanging off of a hook on the wall is a rather sad-looking bugle. Can we have a look at what's on the notice board? You certainly can. Do any of us play the bugle? Badly, yes. I can oh. give it a go. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's good to know. <laughs> if anything, might need to adjust that bit. Um, the yeah. So you take a look at the uh, the notice board. Someone has quite thoughtfully painted at the top: Fourth Battalion, Froom, Somerset Home Guard. There's a set of standing orders which somebody has spilled their tea on. There's a pinup of a lady wearing absolutely nothing except for a massive dress, a hat, and boots, which is utterly scandalous. <laughs> and there's a handwritten note, which reads, Parsnips buggered up trying to make the radio German-proof, and now it's gone balmy. I can't get it to work, and now he's hidden the bloody battery. Gosh, crikey bumbles. On top of that, I can't find the bloody acetone we need to clean the Bren. If you see him, tell him to report to me at the pub. Your love, Smudge. <laughs> Makes perfect uh, sense. You yep. also see a scrap of paper with Morse code. Ooh. Now, what does... Tacked to it. And I'm going to drop that into the Twitter thread for you. Oh, lovely. Uh, it's, uh, for the listeners, it's a, a scrap of, of paper that's been almost care carelessly torn out of some book. Absolute fiends ripping out precious parchment. And it's got, uh, it's the Morse code alphabet. To give you a little example of what you might find in such an alphabet, as uh, A, B, 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 and so on. I won't go for the full thing, but you get the idea. <laughs> How different is that to your bugle playing? Uh, equally bad. <laughs> uh, that, that's about the skill level that I've got for the bugle as well. Can you take all the bits of paper off the notice board and see whether there's any secret messages behind them? <laughs> Uh, you do so, there are no secret messages behind them. A dead moth flops out from behind one. <laughs> uh, the pinup um, poster, what's the ankle situation on that? Uh, do you know what? There's a suggestion of ankle, <laughs> and the suggestion is any of anything more erotic than full ankle. <laughs> Naughty. Super. I, don't I, don't, I can't see them ever leaving. I don't know where they've gone when that's there as a resource. <laughs> resource. 
Brussels Jesus. <laughs> All we need is that pinup and seventeen cans of, of meat, and we're good. We're good for the winter, boys. That'll be why they need the acetone. Let, let the Nazis Clean come up. in. We don't care. We've got meat and Betsy. <laughs> uh, can I get the bugle off the hook? Uh, you can. Would you like to take a look at the bugle? I'll give it a good inspection and then give it an almighty. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you take the bugle off the hook, and I've just put a picture into the chat for you. It seems to be a slightly non-standard bugle, because this one has uh, six keys, which appear to go up in a nice simple scale. This is obviously a bugle for beginner bugleers. That looks beautiful. I was expecting, you know, more like a a twisted vuvuzela, so this is much more complex than I was expecting. Uh, Jamie, did you say you wanted to give it a toot? Yeah, let's give it a toot. Okay, you play a quick walk up through the scale, going up through the keys, and it sounds like this. That's way more in tune than I would have played it, but I'm I'm thankful that you've made me look good. And a copy of that has gone into the Twitter thread. Should you so need it? That's oh, the that. noise that normally accompanies me upstairs as well. Which, <laughs> I wasn't moving at all then. So. I'd have them play it in Greg's. Just like all Greg's should have that as the theme. <laughs> just to discourage you from walking all the way to the counter and then waddling back in shame. Okay, so we got these. Uh, oh, what do the standing orders say? A covered in tea. Can I give it a little little lick to see if it's still warm tea? Okay, you taste rationed tea, which Ooh. is mostly dead, dried cat. <laughs> Tastes like canned meat. So, what happened to the rest of the cat? Um, fell in the kettle. Oh, <laughs> drowned. Delicious. <laughs> Times are hard. Make do and mend. <laughs> Make do. Eat the cat. <laughs> yeah, what else is around us? What else have we not explored? Okay, so um, there's the the wooden shed, and there's uh, in the centre of the room. It's quite quite a bare room. Um, the table upon which sits a radio. Can you check underneath the table that there is not a message underneath the table? Nick, you've been here before. <laughs> Checking underneath the table, you find two things. The first you find is a large square battery pack taped to the underside. The second appears to be a hidden drawer, which oh, has wow. a five reel. Letter combination lock. Oh. Or five tumbler, whatever. Interesting. Are those numbers or letters? Uh, letters. Oh. Um, interesting. Could you try the word pubes on the, on the letter lock, please? You do. You very slowly put that into the, uh, the wheel, snickering the entire way. <laughs> Because I know you, Nick. Nick's, I, I wish uh, we don't record video uh, for these, but I really wish you could see because Nick's got a good snicker. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it fails to open, but you do get a little warm glow inside, knowing that you've done a rude. One day. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Nick, if it had been in a different episode, it might have opened. <laughs> yes, P- pubes, the classic code word of the Home Guard. Mm. That's the episode of Dad's Army they wouldn't release to the public. <laughs> Don't show him, Pike. <laughs> God and Himmel. What is the secret code? Well, yeah. <laughs> buy me a drink and I'll tell you. Monsterverse. <laughs> uh, so we've got a battery pack. 
Um, does the battery fit in the radio? It do indeed. It slots right in. Would you like to take a look at the radio? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. There's a picture of it going into the chat. Let's have a little look-see. Oh! Uh, so it looks um, like one of those battered old uh, radios that's been, looks like, horrifically mangled by AI. Um, but yeah, it's it's like an old World War II style radio. It's got like a little kind of vent with what looks like, it's either a speaker hole or a bullet hole in the right-hand side. Uh, it's got a little aerial across the top, a, sort of a knobby dial on the left, another kind of hole thing on the right, a couple of little nobbles at the bottom. And then either like a handle or like a, a receiver to talk into on the left, or that could be part of a shoe potentially. Either way, it's, it's the it's the kind of radio that you'd expect like somebody's granddad to have in a in a wonderful beigey brown. Could we, James? Would you stick your finger into that hole and see what's in there, just so, in case it's something sharp? No problem at all. <laughs> Okay, James, your volunteered finger probes the hole, um, and you can feel it's deeper than your finger. Oh. oh. I think that's as far as we should explore that. <laughs> I did, and to, to, to preface the, the inevitable question, it won't fit in. I mean, I've not, I'm, not, I'm not confident on your dimensions, but I, it's just it's, it's a safety thing, really. Yeah, we've got duty of care. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many options for the next bit of this conversation, but let's stick to try and solve this conundrum. What's going on with the sort of papery bit on the left-hand side? It looks like there's a piece of white paper that has been oh. cut. Oh. So the papery bit is now Good spot. irrelevant because I moved that puzzle component and didn't change the image. Ah. <laughs> it vanishes you're, mysteriously. You're, your, fir- your first note should actually have probably appeared under the radio initially, but then I moved it onto the notice board so you wouldn't miss it. Did we put the battery? Did we, we? Are we just staring at this blank? Or have we put the battery pack in? You have indeed put the battery pack in. And just to kind of supplement uh, Jamie's explanation, uh, the sort of the significant components of the radio are indeed um, the rather large hole, and as you've discovered, a deep hole uh, on the one side, um, the uh, volume knob on the left, and the hole where the tuning knob should fit in, but is missing. Hello. On ah. the right. The radio with the battery pack plugged in still doesn't appear to have powered on. Can we try switching it on? Uh, I'm afraid you flip the only button you can see and nothing happens. We're going to have to go on a knob hunt, guys. I've known you for so long that I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm so predictable. I should add that to my soundboard, really, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I give the bugle a little bit of a shake in case there's something lodged inside the the trumpety bit? You give it a shake and nothing more than a little bit of your spit falls. Mm, delicious. I'll save that for later. And more moths. <laughs> Put it in my pocket. Okay, so the, the note on the, the notice board mentioned the battery and also mentioned some acetone as well. Um, that's all I got from that. Mm. Well, acetone, as you'll know, is one of the few things that can dissolve superglue, which would certainly help your current... Uh, <sighs> oh yeah, I forgot about conundrum. that. What if we run at each other really hard, head first, to see if the, the pots can smash like two pachycephalosauruses in Jurassic Park? But wouldn't that just give us the problem that they'd end up looking like crowns and they would take us for Roman em- for yeah Roman emperors? And, and you do have spikes on the end as well. I mean, there's just a good chance that you'd skewer each other and then Nick would have to solve the rest of the room alone. Mm. I would be quite yeah. busy laughing. 
I think it speaks volumes about us that we, we've been so obsessed with the radio and we completely forgot that we had those in our heads. Just like it was a normal thing to do. <laughs> it's a Friday. <laughs> we've all been there. How does acetone help dissolve superglue then? Uh, you just kind of apply it, just dissolve superglue. It's um pretty potent solvent for that kind of material. The and no you know, we're not gonna burn our heads. Definitely. Great. Let's do it. But uh yeah. So to recap, we've got a radio that's missing a knob. We Correct. need to get some acetone to get the flower pots off our head. So there is some Morse code, but as yet nothing that we can code. And we have a bugle that looks like it might have some sort of code, but as there's no B, it can't be cabbages. <laughs> uh, we also have a five-letter uh, locked yeah. box. Yeah. That's non-pubes compatible. Correct. <laughs> and you have 26 minutes remaining. Oh, uh, Lord. Okay. Let me know if you'd like a steer yeah. at any point. Let's have a, see what we got then. So we got the bugle. Can we have a, a, another look around the room just to check whether there's anything we've missed? You have seen everything there is to see in this room. It was the war. Times were hard. <laughs> hmm. Set dressing was rationed. <laughs> Can we get the note again that was on the notice board? Sure. Um, it read... Parsnips buggered about uh, trying to make the radio German-proof, and now it's gone balmy. I can't get it to work, and now he's hidden the bloody battery. On top of that, I can't find the bloody acetone. We need to clean the brain. If you see him, tell him to report to me at the pub. Love, Smudge. Okay. How is Smudge spelt? Just double-checking. Not important, but like how you'd spell Smudge. uh, Smudge. um, S-M-U-D-G-E. Damn it. Okay. Hmm. So we got Bugle with the six notes that that we got the scale for. Uh, we've got Morse code, and we've got the five-letter lock. We've got a, and you've got the radio, and obviously yeah. the various pieces on the radio. Mm. Can I try? So I've got a big spike thing in my helmet. Yeah. Yep. Can I try impaling mm. that hole in the radio? You can on my helmet spike. You headbutt the radio, comic book German styley, and the edge of your spike clicks a distant button inside the machine and it springs to life. Nice. It starts to play what you can only assume is a distant and crap radio broadcast, which sounds like this. It's just going into the chat and I'll play it for you now. And how have you vocalized my dream? <laughs> I am not going to be able to get that earworm about my head yeah. ever. And that, that catchy That's... 1939 tune appears to be on a loop. So, did you think... work out what the word was then? I'm looking at James because he's musical and he looked like he knew what all the notes were. No, I think we need we need Jamie's bugle playing again. Hurry <laughs> up. Yeah. Okay, got, yeah. We've got five notes to that. Yeah. Bah, being the first one, but... 
So you've got the recordings at your end, but let me know if you'd like me to play it through the soundboard as well. Could we try caged as the five-letter word? You try caged, and it does not work. Ah. Ironically, that was the answer to the last musical puzzle that Mike did. Yeah. <laughs> Fool me <laughs> once, very good. shame on me. <laughs> what about faced? You try it faced and nothing happens. I'm pretty sure it starts with C, but can, we, can you yeah. play one of them again? Sure. eventually nuclear armageddon i imagine that to just be the only only sound that you can hear in town centers <laughs> yeah. is the um is the is the speaking behind the the notes um of any great import about really liking the ration book and having a poo with ration toilet paper i'm afraid you'll have to discern that yourself but oh. um if you'd like you can if you'd like you can turn that down using the volume knob also, Jamie, let me know if you'd like to toot on your bugle at all, because uh, I can replicate the toots at my end. Oh, in that case. Um, yes, please. Yeah. What, uh, what note should we go for first? I'm pretty sure the first one's C. Let's try a C. Yeah. Yeah. And then A, I reckon, probably. Yeah. That's not that. No. One. Uh, That's A, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be the A. Uh, can we try an F? I think that's an F. <laughs> to get, it might get be an E then. An okay, e? sorry. Uh, so E. Hmm, maybe. Could you play the a C, well, the first two notes together of, of the, the, can you can you play the one that's got the German without him singing about a poo? Um, I, I, I can play it with the, without Ooh, words, yeah. if that helps. Yeah. Is that, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, let me just get that up for you. So this is going into the chat as well. Sorry, this is the most assets I've ever had in an episode before. Um, made a rod for my own back. Here we go. Excellent. just bought a guitar out. <laughs> so the third and fifth notes seem to sound the same. Repeating the same two notes twice with a different note at the end. Sorry, this is just ruining this whole podcast now by me playing guitar over the top of it. I, I think there's nothing you could do to ruin this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have it once more, and I think I've got this. Happens <laughs> <laughs> of the one twang. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. 
Could it be catch? C. A. D. F. <laughs> this is a popular, this is a useful word. Can, can you forget? Yes, that word. Could it, could it that plus G, not that F, be a G at the end? It's E on the end. Uh, well, I'm thinking, that's why I'm thinking Cadge. Oh, C A D G E. Cadge yeah. a lift. Indeed. Let's give uh, it a yes. fag off you. Pip, pip. God, what? Let's give it a badly try, shall we? You try Cadge in the under desk five. Uh, letter combination lock and it clicks open. Hey, nice. Well done. You unlock the secret drawer. Inside, you find a few things. You find a tuning knob, you find some sheep shears, and you find very detailed maps of the local area with the roads to Bristol marked in red pen. Oh, oh no. Can I just say that in this whole journey that we've been on, none of you saw me hiding that guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it was an app on your phone will. the whole time. <laughs> if they can't find the guitar hidden in the corner, how are they going to find old Jerry? <laughs> they can see Adolf Hitler walking right past them. They just say, "How do you do?" Uh, so let's put the so, so many instruments through customs that way. <laughs> uh, let's put the tuning knob on the radio. You attach the tuning knob to the radio. Nobbles freely. What would you like to do? I'll give it a give it a nobble and see if we can turn the radio on. Yeah. Okay, so you you give it a nobble, you give it a twist and a flick of the wrist, uh, and work your way through static and frequencies and static and static and static until suddenly you happen upon this. My flower bed that is and not my drawers, which of course would be impropriatous. But then there was this lovely American air about us, and that uh, this guy was the best bar of chocolate you've ever seen in your life. I think that's another rational thing, but it is. That's just gone into the chat for you as well. So scary. Yeah, lovely. So I was okay, I, busy listening to Granny Nonsense, so I didn't twig until I, later. I think I've written it down. I'm just trying to... Um, although at the same point, I was texting my daughter to get her to bring me a beer for the fridge. Simultaneous <laughs> <laughs> so communication. I like it. That. Hello, listeners. Editing Mike here. For those who haven't twigged what um, Jamie and Nick have correctly just twigged, there is, in fact, Morse code hidden under that message, and they are interpreting it with the Morse code table they found earlier. They're just too darn quick. Oh, I'm hoping it's turnips. Really hoping it's turnips. <laughs> um, it's looking yes, like... The... Turnip beer was very popular during the war, I think. <laughs> it's looking like it starts with tugs, and even if that's wrong, it's just going to make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay Ooh, um no, it's probably wrong should we listen to it once one more time that would be very yes. helpful yeah he came to circle his wildest flowers he sold them in my bed 
My flower bed that is and not my drawers, which of course would be improprietous. But then there was this lovely American airbag, you see, and that really describes the biggest bar of chocolate you've ever seen in your whole life. Yes, the first one is a T. I got it as Tug's Knob I, which I'm sure can't be right. Uh, well, we got two, two dads. I mean, I've got Tug, I've got Tugs. That is, yeah, K N O B Tug's Knobs. Yep. <laughs> we are in agreement. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that kind of party. <laughs> so that's the kind of Sorry. crew to care they're sending out to old Jerry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the infant escape room. Leave your keys in the bowl at the door. <laughs> Auntie Beeb, tugs knobs. Can we tug the other knob then? In the sense uh, that the one that's still on the radio. Uh, so you tug the volume knob. Uh, and it comes away ever so slightly, and you hear a click. Oh. oh. That also happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> stop, staring at, stop staring at that girl's ankles. Let's <laughs> uh, so take a little look around the radio slash the room. Has anything changed? Uh, nothing has changed apart from oh. the one knob being ever so slightly further oh, out. So can we twiddle the tuning knob then? This might be like encoded for German transmissions now. You twiddle the tuning knob. Um, it appears to be stuck now on the one that you were listening to before. Oh, Scheiser. Can you, is there like a play button to see what, what's playing now? Uh, it's still just playing the same, same. Uh, clip you listened to before on a loop. Can you turn the radio up and shake it? Uh, uh, yeah, you do. You actually hear a rattle inside. Oh, Ooh. hello. So, can you pick it up and try yep. and get the thing that's inside out of this hole? Uh, you try, nothing drops out of the hole. What I liked about that, though, is that though this is a very odd audio format, we both visually tried to do that then, Nick. For <laughs> yeah. no reason. Vigor vigorous <laughs> shaking of air, just to make sure. <laughs> well, it was more in case Mike didn't understand how you would pick up a radio and shake it around. Yeah, it's, I, you know, it's never happened before. Um, you have 11 minutes and 50 seconds oh. remaining. Oh, um, can we pull out the tuning knob? You do. You tug knobs, plural. Uh, the tuning knob as well makes a little click, and ooh. then the entire front of the radio comes away. Inside, you find a small hollow compartment filled with a tangle of wires and a blinking red light. You also find a bottle of acetone. Yay! And a note, which is going into the chat. Um, Nick or James, could I trouble you to please read the note? Oh, it's in Nick? German. Do you want me to translate it? <laughs> um, yeah. Their uh, English mit their inefficient education will never comprehend mine enigma cipher mark two. I don't think you read that in German. I, I translated it into English for you. Fine. No. And there is also a, I think it's a picture of a carrot, but it might also be a picture of. Careful now. It's a carrot. It's a carrot, isn't it? <laughs> but it? It seems to have sort of three spikes on top of it. On the reverse of the note, you what? see this. 
Oh. Oh, it's a series of numbers. Hello, listeners. Editing Mike again. If you'd like to play along at home, those numbers are in the show notes, but are also minus 2, plus 20, minus 3, minus 10, plus 4, minus 12, 0, plus 11, and minus 17. There's nine of them. Just to give you an idea of what you're seeing inside the radio. Oh, hello. That's exciting. So the the front panels come off the radio, that sort of the front bit, the sort of grill mesh kind of thing. You've got this massive red HAL-like eye that looks like a, like a, a murderous version of the Flight of the Navigator alien, for those that watch that masterpiece, uh, with loads of red and black wires trailing out of it that have been crudely like duct-taped together at some point to, to form a cluster of wires on the left-hand side. Jamie, our very own child of the, uh, the 80s. <laughs> I love that film so much. <laughs> are these are these frequencies? Do you think? Or am I just going on? No. I was thinking oh, they like might. A... Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, you're right. Yeah, again, I'm just doing. I'm doing. Yeah, physical representations of things that I could say out loud, which would make this better. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on the the German note, and this could be me looking into it a bit too much. Um, when it's got the English, the E in English, there's a little sort of burn mark underneath the letter E that looks a little oh, bit yeah. like an arrow. That could be the start letter, and then you go back move around. to twenty, and that's I just think that yeah. it could also just be the texture of the letter. Well, balls! I'm glad you said that because I would have gone down a hell of a rabbit hole. M- much as I want you to go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> we don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Well, can we get the things off our heads now with the acetone? You can. Should we do oh, that yeah. then? Let's yeah, let's de super glue ourselves. Yep, that sounds good. Yep. You um Can we de super glue James first, just in case? <laughs> yep, sure. Um James <laughs> it actually does an incredible job on your hair. You look lustrous. Oh. <laughs> like, who who knew acetone, nail varnish remover was the secret key to um fab hair all along. <laughs> yeah, I say this as a bald person who definitely doesn't want more bald friends, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you do the same. Jamie, you do the same and all your hair falls out. Uh, well, at least I can join the gang now. Yes. That's cool. I'll shave, save a fortune on shampoo and you have eight minutes remaining. Oh, God. Awesome. Um, the song from last time is still playing on a loop. Sorry, James? Um, what's? Can we look in the plant pots then? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, there's just kind of like dried glue except for Jamie's, which has lots of hair in. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Right. Um, so- can we can we listen to the, the, the words behind the, the flute playing? Are we able to like extract that? No, I'm afraid the volume knob only seems to be able to turn the dialogue down rather than up. Mm. I was thinking the same idea with the letters, whether it's something to do with the words, going, but then only an evil mastermind would expect solvers to do that. Interesting. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's nine sets of numbers that would be given on the back of this. What's the carrot got to words? do with anything? What's German for carrot? Das I'd say it, carrot. I, I'd say it looks more like a parsnip. Oh, it's right. oh. So the the note um, on the notice board mentioned parsnip. So it, parsnip was the so parsnip is is a German spy then. Quite possibly. Okay. Okay. So what do we do with this then? This is normally the kind of escape room clue where I leave everyone else to do it and I just dress up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, why don't you stand on, make yourself a little tower out of the three remaining yeah. plant pots? Mm. 
more apparent. I was going to ask Jamie for his plant pot with all his hair in anyway, just for my own nefarious purposes, and that's absolutely fine. No, that's fine, yeah. I've had multiple voodoo dolls made of me over the years. You can carry on. <laughs> you have six Ooh. minutes remaining. Let me know if you'd like a steer. I think we may need one, potentially. I'm happy uh, to so defer to you. Well, would you like a steer, Nick James? Oh, I don't know. this goes against everything we stand for. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't. I do want to get to the pub though. Can we have a, a little steerlet? You can. So you correctly said that there are nine sets of numbers here. You've also had nine of something else. <laughs> and the song from the previous thing is still playing on a loop in the background. Ah, oh, so the tugs knobs is nine letters long. Gotcha. So. If so we it's use T minus two, yeah. U plus twenty, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless that, well, U, U plus but, twenty is it goes it loops back into the alphabet. So if we do the opposite, because maybe that's the en- the encode, the decode, we do <laughs> the opposite, oh. or we do both ways and see which one works. Or oh, why don't we try taking three letters? Somebody takes the first three letters. Somebody takes the next three, and then the last three. I don't want to have to do anything. <laughs> well, you can do the one that stays where it is. I want to pop, put, put a conversion table into the Twitter chat for your convenience. Ah, oh, thank you. Because there's nothing less fun than having to re-index the alphabet for the twentieth time. <laughs> so, shall I start from the end and you start from the beginning? And James, you can play with your flower pots. Thank you. <laughs> As it should be. Okay, and yeah thinking that there's going to be a bomb involved. I'm trying to do this just just, just because it'd be really funny what my terrible answer is. <laughs> ah, I've gone the wrong way. <laughs> this is great radio. That's, this, this is the stuff that doesn't make the edit. This is just like, you know, the, the listeners just hear something on lines of... Um, yeah. And then it was solved. <laughs> I've got bomb for the last word. Yeah, yes. Bomb is good. Um, and, and then you've got this something O-bomb. Thanks, O-bomb. I've got R-O-D. <laughs> is it rods to bomb? Us. Oh. Roddy bomb. Did I get that right? R-O-D-I. I might, might have messed that oh, up. Oh, fuck. That Did first thing should be a minus. There we go. That first one should be a minus. And correct, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, radio bomb. Ah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, now that you look at the inside of that, the um, the image I sent you earlier, it does rather look like a horrible bomb, doesn't it? Oh, no. And you've only got two and a half minutes before the guard arrive, and presumably it goes off. Hmm. Well, we've got can some we shears. Use... We can snip the wires. That's a good idea. Or we can cut James's lustrous hair. <laughs> <laughs> and stick it to my head. Two years of lockdown this took. <laughs> Looking at the man's yeah. like Samson. He'll collapse otherwise. <laughs> I think we we cut the wires to the bomb. Do, yeah, do we know is, it, is it a red wire, black wire situation where if we oh. cut the wrong one, it, it blows? You tell me. Uh, but you've got uh, to tell me in one minute and 56 seconds. Oh, no. oh God. I mean, it's a 50-50 chance either way. Um, what have we seen that might indicate? No. Oh, um, the map of Bristol. There was something coloured that circled in red. Red, red, yes. Does that uh, mean it's good or bad, though? Uh, can, can you read the description of the map of Bristol again? 
sure. Uh, it's a high detail map of the local area uh, with the um, road to Bristol outlined in red. Hmm. So what is the road between Pro and Bristol? Is that the... Not, not required knowledge. Okay. Especially so if blowing so that could mean that the red wire is the bad thing. That's the bomb wire. So you cut it, that. But it could also mean that's the good thing, because that. Yeah, because Bristol's yeah. a great night out. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got? But then about? rents up there are criminals, so you know, there's it really could go either way. So, can we relook around the room very quickly? Maybe stopping on something that's important. You can. Uh, you stop back at the horrible bomb that's going to go off in 44 <laughs> seconds. Look at the shears in your hand and Jamie's flop sweat, which has formed a small puddle around his feet. At least you assume it's sweat. Shall we just cut everything? I mean, we, with, with 30 seconds left, let's, let's do it. Yeah. You cut red. red. <laughs> and then you cut black as well, because why not? You know, this is the olden days. They didn't have... <laughs> They didn't have like anti-bomb measures or anything back then. Everything was just a, it's just a wire. They didn't give two shits. <laughs> they probably thought it was still magic. You cut the bomb and I will pause your timer. There. <laughs> wow. The door bursts open and you are met with a ragtag gang of the elderly, the infirm and the unconscriptable. Crumble, jiggery pipes. Those rotten huns appear to have scarpered. All I can see here is good, honest Englishman. He takes a look at Jamie and balks slightly. Oh dear, and a Welshman. <laughs> All right. The guards take in the room, the contents of the radio and your strange attire. Well, golly, fumble, biffo and trinket. Looks like old parsnips, a bloody German spy. That explains the pencil moustache and the affinity for pickled cabbage. We'll have to give him a jolly good seeing too once he's finished baptising my son. Oh, and by the way, I can judge by your fancy portable telephones, and you, sir, by your artfully concealed guitar and shameless clothing, that you lot must be time travellers. I say, hey. you're the first, you're the fourth we've had through this week. We're quite the <laughs> yep. stopover. Why, just this morning we were helping some doctor and his friends, William and Theodore, sort out their technical phone box. I think they're still in the village, actually. Let me introduce you. He leads you out of the shed, and you start walking through the misty evening, across a field and towards the shadows of distant buildings. By the way, no spoilers on the war, on who wins it. We're all terribly interested to see which way it goes. You arrive in the village as the blackout blinds are drawn across dimly lit windows. At the end of the street awaits a blue telephone box. Which explodes! To be continued, you've solved my puzzle. Well done! And you solved it with nine seconds to spare! Yeah! As any good bomb visual should be, down to the wire, literally. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, everybody. No. Great Jolly. game. Thank Jolly. you. That was great. Well, Phew, that was good. For, that was tense. Oh. So um, let's have a little debrief and a pint uh, oh. at the pub. And to you listeners, we'll see you there. Thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, infiniteescapegroom.com. You can follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.